Folks, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm so sorry to interrupt your conversations. Um, apologies for interrupting, but really, really, really glad that you've come along this afternoon. Thanks so much for, um, for coming to join us for our seminar entitled Help, I'm Leaving School. More on that um, in a wee bit of time. I got to hand a few of you just before we started, so it's lovely to, to have a, a whole range of folks in the tent this afternoon at different ages and stages. And, and whether you're here because you're leaving school this year and you're heading on to do a gap year, or an apprenticeship, or you're at college, or university, or that's a hope, or you're a few years yet to go uh, at school, we're really delighted that you've made time to, to come and join us this afternoon. And I really, really hope that um, in what we chat about, there's something encouraging for everybody. So even for you folks, just, just be, be praying with us as we begin that there is something here um, for the folks who have um, gathered. Uh, I will open in prayer first, just a minute or two, just to um, introduce myself. My name's James. I work for the organization that's kind of labeled behind me, the Hub Belfast. Um, we're a college and university chaplaincy. Um, if chaplaincy is a new word for you, um, the way I sometimes describe it to people is this way. If you think of the local church as being followers of Jesus in a community, a chaplaincy are followers of Jesus who serve in a particular place or a particular group of people. So prisons have chaplaincies. Um, the armed forces have chaplaincies. Hospitals have chaplaincies. I work for a college and university chaplaincy, so followers of Jesus who serve staff and students on the college and, and university campus. I've worked in education for years now in different capacities, so I hope that there's some um, wisdom that, that I can I can maybe bring and share with you folks this afternoon. I'm, I'm chuffed though that I'm not um, on the stage, as it were, by myself. I always like doing things um, with a bit of a, of, a, of a partner at my side, so I'm glad that Rachel's joined us this afternoon. Rachel, thanks so much. Rachel, do you want to share a wee bit about, about who you are, where you're from, why you're here. That would be great. Sure. Getting myself tangled up already. Um, see some familiar faces. Great to see. Uh, so my name is Rachel Cardwell, uh, a one-time student, now full-time teacher, uh, working in a local post-primary school um, with a particular interest in careers education. Um, so I have experience in teaching careers classes, giving careers guidance, um, helping school leavers to kind of navigate their post-16 and post-18 options at what is a really important crossroads in their educational journey. Um, I'm also one of the teacher leaders in my school's senior scripture union, um, and I help out in the music team in my own home church so um, yeah kind of marrying together um, my love for Jesus with um, my love for young people and um, an education um, and trying to help them kind of see the bigger picture not just focusing in on achievements and grades and um, you know that that there's a bigger plan and purpose there for them in their lives. Well, Rachel thanks I'm, I'm really glad to have your wisdom because I, I do a lot of and most of my work with uh, the other side of it at the college and university stage so I'm just really thankful to have someone with the wisdom and expertise expertise from that school side of things um, joining us this afternoon. So thank you for, for taking the time um, to, to be here. Um, well, let's pray for us before we start, and then I'll, I'll outline a wee bit of what the next um, uh, 45 minutes or so is going to look like. Let me, let me just pray for us. Let's, let's pray together. Loving Heavenly Father, as we gather together this afternoon, we thank you that you are in our midst. You assure us, God, that where even a few are gathered in your name, you're present. And so we thank you, God, that you're here with us. 
Father, we thank you that as we gather together, as we gather around your word, as we gather to share in conversation and in fellowship, you are working. Father, you, you change, you transform. And I just pray, Father, for each and every one of us that we wouldn't leave this afternoon without having had just something of an encounter with you. A sense of your reassurance, a sense of your encouragement, a sense of knowing, God, that you're good. You're a good heavenly Abba Father, that you have good plans and purposes for us and for our lives. And so, Father, for all of us gathered here, whatever age and stage we find ourselves at, I just pray, God, that you would speak to us this afternoon. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, if you're anything like me, you like to have a wee sense of, of where things are going. Um, so I just want to give you a little bit of an outline as to what um, our time together will look like. Um, we want to get started in a wee second or two just with a wee bit of a conversation because you, you don't want to listen to us for the, the full time. And it'd be great to encourage you folks just to, to chat a wee bit about the age and stage that you're at and maybe share some folks with the, the folks around you and some of our team as well. Really, really glad that some of my colleagues from Chaplaincy are out and about. Rachel and I are here. We'd love the chance to, to hear a wee bit from you as well. So we're going to start with just a little bit of conversation, just for five or so minutes, um, just at the beginning of the seminar. And then we want to spend a wee bit of time in one of the Psalms. And I'll explain a little bit more in due course of why why we're in that psalm and, and what we hope that God will have to say to us through it. We also want to be um, at least a little bit practical. Um, so in preparing for this, I'd kind of said to Rachel, what if each of us just bring one piece of advice that we would give to someone who was of school leaver age? Um, so we'll, we'll do that um, uh, towards the end of the seminar. And then we've got time for, for questions, either questions maybe that you want to direct us up at the front, but if there isn't anything that we can discuss in a big group, we're more than happy just to just to talk, just to spend some time with you folks um, uh, at the end of the seminar and maybe answer anything that, that, that any questions that you're thinking about. Um, both of us are really conscious that it's been a probably a journey for, for those of you, especially those of you of school leaver age, but, but at any age and stage of school, it's been a journey for you to get to where you are and there's loads of people involved in that process. There will be friends, family, teachers, guides, mentors, careers advisors, lots of people who have poured in different wisdom at different times and in different ways and Rachel and I want to be mindful of that but we also want to help where we can so if there are questions we can answer if there are things that we can do to encourage and support and cheer you on we absolutely want to do that so please don't be afraid throughout just to um, to, to, to either ask us or to scribble stuff down and we'll, we'll come back to the end but we don't want to start there we want to start with a wee bit of conversation which will hopefully just uh, encourage us all to feel a wee bit more relaxed this afternoon um, so conversation Rachel. So we're very conscious of the fact that in this room um, there are many young people with lots of different dreams, ambitions, hopes for the future. Um, and leaving school and starting a new chapter can be a really, really exciting time in our lives. Um, but for some of us, it can also be a real source of fear, worry, and uncertainty as we look ahead to um, a new chapter, a new place, um, and leaving behind a lot of the safety and security of the, the school bubble and the home bubble that we've known up to that point in our lives. Um, so some of you may have a really clear picture in your heads as to what the road ahead might look like. 
Others may be feeling um, a bit lost in the middle of a forest without any clear idea about which path to follow or where that might lead. Maybe you feel like you're at a crossroads um, and you know what your options are, but you worry about making the wrong choice um, or going down a particular path without the assurance of knowing that it will be one that leads to happiness and fulfillment and success or whether it's the path that God is really calling you to follow um, and it's left you feeling unable to make any decision at all. So first and foremost, we want to reassure you that wherever you find yourselves today or in the next few months as you think about your future plans, it's okay if the roadmap looks a little bit different than someone else's or if you haven't quite worked out what road to take. Perhaps your worries or concerns are less about the destination and more about the journey itself. Um, how do I cope with day-to-day -day life away from home for the first time? How do I juggle my studies, my laundry, and making time with friends? So to get us thinking a little bit about that, we want to take a few minutes now for you to talk to each other. Um, talk to those seated next to you, or go and grab a seat with someone else, um, somewhere else in the room, maybe someone you haven't spoken to before. Um, talk to them about one thing you are really excited about in this next chapter. What is it that you're really looking forward to? And then on the flip side, is there something that you're really worried about or nervous about? It can be the everyday stuff or the big picture stuff. It's up to you. Um, so while you're doing that, if you do think of any other questions, maybe for the end of the session, jot them down, save them on your phone. Um, we'd love to be able to try and answer some of those for you. But one thing you're really excited about and one thing you're nervous about. So have a bit of discussion amongst yourselves and we'll get some feedback from you afterwards if you want to share. Okay, folks, why don't we bring you, bring you back in out of your group. Sorry to interrupt your conversation. It, it looks like it's been great. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't want to interrupt, but do you know what? It's a, it's a good opportunity to do a wee plug as well. Um, this is Saturday. Tomorrow is Sunday. That's how weeks work, James. Yep. Um, tomorrow is Sunday. Sunday night. Tomorrow night, we are having um, hopefully lots of um, free time and space here in the hub venue for folks to just drop in and chat. So if you'd enjoyed chatting to some of our um, colleagues and staff members and folks who are out and about in the audience, please come by tomorrow night. We'd love to see you again. We'd love to chat to you. We'd love to hear more about your story and your journey. And maybe even get the opportunity to, to pray with you as well. Um, but, but thank you for just sharing a wee bit with one another. I loved some of the conversations I had. It was really, really encouraging to hear different folks at different stages um, and excited about a new season. I know there was a, a little bit of, a, it was certainly what I experienced at that age, which was just real excitement about the next step, you know, ready to finish school and move on to whatever came next. That was exciting. But I loved as well um, what one person shared, and I just really appreciate the honesty, was really scared that I'll make the wrong decision <laughs> and I again totally totally understood and knew that that was again my absolute experience and I, I hope that some of what we share this afternoon will speak into that wee bit and, and it's it's quite difficult because we've got a really broad audience and folks at different places and different stages and we don't want to make any assumptions about where any of you are at even the, the title of our seminar I was thinking about this this morning help I'm leaving school assumes that you're looking for help <laughs> because for some reason you feel 
in some way, like you need some extra support. Maybe that's not where you are. Maybe you're here today and you are absolutely buzzing for what comes next. You're just like, I don't need help. I'm just ready. Bring it on. No, no fears, no worries about exams or results. Just ready to get on with the next step. And I want to encourage you in that as well. And I, I hope that what we share will speak to that because I suppose as Rachel and I chat a wee bit about what we wanted to do this afternoon, um, ultimately what we want to do at Summer Madness is direct ourselves upwards to, to lift our eyes towards the Lord um, because that's what, what this festival is all about that's what um, the, the aspiration of what we do here is about is to point us towards God um, the, the theme for this year's festival is power to change and I suppose just as we spend some time together in his words we want to encourage you to look towards the one who has the power to change the one who can transform, the one to whom we can bring or joys or excitement or fears or worries and who is always changing and transforming our lives, leading, guiding us and shaping and molding our future. So what we're going to do together just for a little bit before we get to some hopefully practical advice is we want to share a psalm with you. Um, this is a, a real God moment I think as Rachel and I were planning and, and Rachel's going to share a wee bit about this psalm and, and her personal connection with this psalm a bit later. We want to read from Psalm 121. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 121. I'm going to put it up on screen as well, so don't worry if you don't, there's no problem. Um, we're going to read from Psalm 121, so I'll give you a, a second or two um, to turn to that. Um, I'll share a wee bit about in, in due course maybe what this psalm is pointing us towards and hopefully we leave it with you as a real encouragement, whatever stage of the journey you find yourself at. So Psalm 121, this is God's word. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Amen. To tell you a little bit about what we think is the background and the context of this particular psalm. Um, is there anyone here from kind of around the like Moira, Lurgan, Waringstown area? Yes, we've got one person, there. a few a few folks here. Um, I, I love St. John's Church in Moira. Anybody here from St. John's Church in Moira? That'd be really interesting. No, that's okay. Um, we picture of St. John's in Moira. And the reason I love this is because, I don't know, if you ever find yourself in that part of the world and you're ever coming down the motorway from Belfast and you're looking for the Moira turnoff, a good three miles before you get to the turnoff from Moira, you can see the spire of St. John's looking out over the countryside. It sits up on a hill in Moira and it kind of overlooks the countryside for miles around. It is a church that sits on a hill and we're supposed to kind of have a sense of those vibes as we come into Psalm 121. This is a, a psalm, a song, a poem that God's people would have shared in together as they walked up to the temple in Jerusalem. 
So on a, on a bit of a height, maybe coming from the surrounding countryside, and we'll talk as well about how for a good portion of, of the time, God's people were coming from much further away. But as they came to worship God, they looked towards the temple that sat on a height, and they sang and they recited this psalm together. So imagine that. Imagine yourself in that place. Imagine yourself with your church family, your youth group. Imagine yourself with your friends, assembling at the gate of the church at the bottom of the hill, ready to walk up the hill to church to worship and you're speaking this psalm to one another. That's the kind of feeling that we're to have going into Psalm 121. It's also a psalm that speaks a wee bit about homesickness because most Bible scholars think this psalm was written at a time when God's people were far from Jerusalem, at a time whenever the the temple in Jerusalem had been destroyed and was maybe beginning to be rebuilt, and they were far away. And so as they thought about coming home to Jerusalem, as they thought about the journey to get there, they sang this song, they recited this poem, they went over this psalm together as they longed for home and they longed to be in Jerusalem for worship. My best friend, his parents at the minute are building a new house and so they are living in a caravan next to the site where the house is being built and I can just imagine opening the, the, the curtains of that caravan every morning and looking out and seeing another row of bricks on the house and then the roof will go on and the windows will go in and little by little their house starts to take shape but they're not quite there yet they're still in the caravan but they're excited to get there they're excited to get inside again that's the kind of sense the feeling that we're supposed to have coming into Psalm 121, that God's people are looking towards the temple being rebuilt far away and they're excited to get there for worship. Last thing to say about this psalm before I share why I think it's an encouragement for you folks today is this. Anybody know any good knock-knock jokes? I mean, I've got one in the chamber, but if anybody's got an absolute cracker, I'm more than happy to entertain it from the floor. Nobody brave enough? Okay, how about this one? Knock, knock. Woo. I'm so glad you're excited to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. thanks. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. let me tell you why I love knock-knock jokes. There's a real sense of like social etiquette to knock-knock joke. You all knew the part that you had to play, right? I said knock-knock. You guys said who's there. We know the part that we have to play in, in the joke. Um, Psalm 121 is a little bit of that as well. If we look at the first two verses of the psalm, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's me. It's personal. It's a voice speaking of themselves. But then in verse three, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Do you see the change in the psalm? I lift my eyes up to the mountains. He will not let your foot slip. It's like verse 1 and 2 is spoken by someone and then verse 3 onwards is a reply from somebody else in the group. Somebody else is turning to the person who began to sing the psalm and they're offering a response. And I love the sense of community in this psalm. As if there's any kind of worry or doubt or fear or anxiety in those first two verses, in verse three onwards, the community gathers round to reassure. 
to reassure God's good and faithful promises to them. Rachel and I hope that today you are in that verse one and two place. That as you think about whatever your next step is, whether you're leaving school to take a gap year, or you're waiting on exam results, but you're not quite sure how they're going to pan out, or things haven't gone as you've planned and you're not sure what the next step is, or you're absolutely buzzing to get to college or university or to start an apprenticeship or whatever it is, we really, really hope that you're in that Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2 place, that you are walking with the Lord and that you feel confident to declare with the psalmist, I lift my eyes up to the mountains, where does my help come from? That's not a question that's like, that has any shade of doubt in it. That's not like a, where did I put my keys? Like a question that has inherent a sense of unsureness in it or uncertainty. This is a rhetorical question. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Let me tell you. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We really, really hope that you find yourself in that place of assurance today. That regardless of what your next step is, and whether you're facing it with joy, excitement, fear, uncertainty, trepidation, that you're able to face it declaring, I lift my eyes up to the mountains, and I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. But you know what? If you do feel uncertain today, and if you're in this seminar because you're like, help, I am leaving school, and I don't know what to do next, and I am terrified, and I'm really worried that I'm going to make the wrong decisions, then Rachel and myself and your brothers and sisters around you, we want to be the verse three onwards people because we want to speak God's good and faithful promises over and into your lives. So let me say this with absolute certainty and assurance for all of you, whatever age and stage you're at, I can say with confidence, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. God's got you. He's looking out for you. He's got his hand on you and on your destiny. He will not let your foot slip. God's people who were writing this psalm and and, uh, proclaiming this psalm as they began the long journey back home to Jerusalem were fearful that their journey was going to be hard. And do you know what? Their journey was hard. There is no doubt about that. And that's something to to say as a, a reassurance as you begin your new chapter. There will be ups and downs. The Lord Jesus told us in this world you will have trouble. We know that we face bumps along the way there were going to be bumps for God's people as well. But another way that we could maybe translate, he will not let your foot slip, is to say, you are safe in his protection. You're safe in his protection. The journey might be tough. I can't promise you there won't be tricky moments along the way. But you are safe in his protection. And I am sure and I am certain of that. So if you are coming today to this seminar because, help, I'm leaving school, and I don't know what comes next, and I'm worried about my exam results, and I'm really worried I'm going to make the wrong decisions, he will not let your foot slip. You're safe in his protection. But what if I don't get the results that I need? You're safe in his protection. But what if I've chosen the wrong course? You're safe in his protection. What if I get there and I find it hard to make friends? You're safe in his protection. 
what if I hate my course? What if I hate my apprenticeship? What if I hate whatever I go on to do next? You're safe in his protection. What if I get to Halloween and I want to drop out? You're safe in his protection. And you might go and have the best three, four, five, six years of your life. You might have a blast. You might make friends instantly. You might really enjoy your course. You might absolutely thrive. You're still safe in his protection. God has got good plans for each and every one of you. You're safe in his protection. He will not let your foot slip. He has his hand on your destiny. And you don't need to fear or worry. Let me just, as I finish saying my wee bit, just come to verses 7 and 8. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Your coming and your going was like a, a, a turn of phrase in Hebrew. It means the Lord will watch over everything you do. He's got you. He's got a good plan for your life. All that he does is for your good and for his glory. There's a, a theologian named Charles Spurgeon. And one day he was, he was sitting watching little specks of dust in a sunbeam. I don't know if you've ever done that. You sit and see light coming through a window and you see dust drifting in the sunbeam. Spurgeon was watching this and it brought him a real sense of peace. Because he realized that each and every one of those little bits of dust was exactly where God wanted it to be. Every time it moved, every time a breeze came through and turned it up, it was exactly where God wanted it to be. God's got you. He will not let your foot slip. He will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. And whatever stage you find yourself at, I really, really hope that's a reassurance to you today. Because Rachel, it was a reassurance for you. This sounded really personal significance for you and your journey. Uh, very much so. Um, so I'm going to take a few minutes now just to kind of share from my own personal experience of um, setting off on that to me, daunting experience of going away from home for the first time and um, the significance of Psalm 121 in all of that. So James read to us and reminded us there of the last couple of verses in that Psalm, verses seven and eight. Um, they're of particular significance to me um, as I cast my mind back to those days of student life. Um, I grew up in a small town, went off to university in Belfast, which even that to me seemed like a, a big deal at the time. It, was, it felt like an unfamiliar and daunting step. Um, but I studied languages at university, and in my third year, I had to go away um, to spend 10 months in Germany. Um, and that was really the first time I'd actually properly left home, left church and my friends and family and the familiarity of um, everything around me for the first time. And for some of you, maybe you're looking ahead to going over to Scotland or England or Wales or even further afield uh, to study, but I hadn't really experienced that. And I was terrified. I had this overwhelming sense of real fear and sadness, um, particularly as someone who's very family oriented. It was, that, that was really hard for me. Um, but loads of my classmates were super excited. They couldn't wait. It was a big adventure, getting away to somewhere new. Um, so for me, it was that jarring sense of they're so excited and, and I just feel kind of paralyzed by fear. 
Um, but as I was heading off to navigate new challenges, working in a school as an English language assistant, paying rent, um, all of the kind of bureaucracy and admin of settling into a new place with different rules and different expectations, navigating, communicating in another language, I mean, that was all unfamiliar territory. I was desperately homesick, um, felt ill-equipped, felt pretty isolated um, and unsure of why God was leading me on a path that I really wanted to run a mile from. Um, apologies to anybody in the room who's thinking about, you know, a gap year or an experience of going away, but for me, that was, that was really hard. I wanted to continue pursuing something I was passionate about, but I felt like it was something that I wasn't ready for. And just before I flew out to, to Germany for the first time, my mum gave me a little slip of paper on which she had written in her own hand, um, verse 8 of that psalm, the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So I stuck that verse into the inside cover of my Bible, and I clung to it for the next 10 months. Um, it prompted me to pray. It prompted me to commit all of that time abroad entirely to God's guiding and care and to trust that a little bit like a tapestry, if you've ever seen anyone weaving or working at something, you see all these crazy messy threads underneath on the underside that make no sense whatsoever. Um, I had to trust that the image on the top half of that tapestry would in time reveal uh, the beauty and perfect design of God's plan and purpose for me in my life and in that particular season of it. And the extraordinary thing is, um, as I leaned into the promises found in God's word and committed all of the big and small things that year to prayer, I found that my trust in him grew, my hope was renewed, and my troubled soul was soothed by the healing balm of his perfect peace. What remains one of the toughest experiences of my life was ultimately one of the chapters in my life that bore the greatest spiritual fruit as I grew to love and trust the Lord more and more. So what had started out as that anxious prayer in verse eight that I kind of kept praying and clinging to uh, became a banner of truth and certainty um, for me for the future. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. God really was gracious and faithful in all things, meeting and exceeding my needs and expectations at every turn during that time um, and reminding me of his sovereignty and prayer or sovereignty and power even as I prayed into that. He was and continues to be Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Um, one moment that particularly stands out for me was a real moment of stress and typical kind of German fashion. Everything has to be done in a particular way. I thought I'd missed an important deadline uh, for registering my new address and went to the local town hall trying to work out in German how to say what I needed to say and sat down and really nervous about this. Do I have all the words that I need? And started to explain why I was there and, you know, um, spoke in German. The guy across the desk spoke back to me in German, asked me where I was from, said Northern Ireland. He responded in German to say, me too. Um, and it turned out he was from Portrush. And we continued to have a conversation in English after that, thankfully. Um, but it just felt like such an answer to prayer in that moment. I had felt completely out of my depth trying to be an adult for the first time at 20 and um, yeah God just really did provide in so many big and small ways during that time so remember those verses um, in that that psalm particularly verses 3 7 and 8 he will not let your foot slip 
The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Um, Some of you may or may not have read this book, but Kevin DeYoung wrote a book called Just Do Something, um, a liberating approach to finding God's will. Um, and he doesn't beat around the bush, he's very direct, you know, and it is true, it's a really challenging read, um, but in it he says, we walk into the future in God-glorifying confidence, not because the future is known to us, but because it is known to God, and that's all we need to know. Worry about the future is not simply a character tick, it is the sin of unbelief. That's a really, really hard line to to kind of stomach, isn't it? It's the sin of unbelief, an indication that our hearts are not resting in the promises of God. So trust that in this season of change or the one that is to come, God is and still will be at work. In the moments of doubt or worry, he is steadfast and sure. When the path ahead looks uncertain or you face big decisions about which road to pursue, look to him and lean into his promises um, that appear throughout scripture that he will hold you fast. Place your hope in your heavenly father who loves you and has plans to prosper you for your good and for his glory. Know with certainty that he, the potter who fashioned you by his hand into his beautiful and unique creation, will continue to work in and through you until his will for your life is accomplished and you go to be with him in eternity. Amen, Amen, Rachel, thank you. I'm conscious of time because or, or time has sort of lapsed more or less. If you do need to head on, please feel free to. We'll, we'll not keep you back from that. Um, but we started at five minutes late, so I would love to take just the, the last wee five minutes just to, as I say, when Rachel and I were planning and preparing, one of the things we wanted to do was say, is there one piece of practical advice that we actually could, could give you as you head into the next season? So maybe if we can just choppily, choppily head through some of this advice that we had written down beforehand. So Rachel, if you were to, to give these good folks one piece of advice as they head into the next season of their life, what, what would it be? Yeah, I'll try and abridge this. Um, we talked about community and this idea of the Sam being like a Sam of community. Connection. Think about Connect Four, if any of you are kind of board games fans, um, and kind of four key words to go with that. So relationship, accountability, growth, and service. Get connected with other believers. Get connected to a local church through chaplaincy, through um, Christian Union, um, a Bible study group in your subject area at university, and it will help build in those four kind of key areas um, to try and help you to feel a little less adrift um, and to to continue to grow. So relationship, if you're moving away, if you're going to be in a new place and there aren't many folks from home who are going to be there with you, um, places like church and see you are a great place to find a home away from home, to find other people who share your values, beliefs, um, to, to create a sense of community with um, your church family and to have that sense of belonging. There will be loads of people there in university towns and cities who are running events and Bible study groups, so it's not hard to get connected with others, but seek out those opportunities. It's one thing I really regret about my time at university, and it's something that I had to seek out when I I moved to Germany and found a great church out there, but yeah, I'd really encourage you in terms of building relationships, connect with other people. Um, Secondly, accountability. The reality is you're moving away from home for the first time, and that's really exciting. You get to be an adult, grow up, and have that bit greater independence. But with that um, greater kind of independence, there's 
the, yeah, there's a risk of temptation. There's a risk of things that are perhaps not for your good. Um, so don't abandon the kind of stronghold of accountability mechanisms that you have at the minute with your family, your your friends, um, your church family. One of the things I found most heartbreaking um, at university was kind of seeing friends who'd been, you know, fellow Christians who'd been really involved in the issue, who kind of drifted and a little bit like the prodigal son decided it was time to go and enjoy themselves and all the things that life outside of um, his father's home had to offer um, but ultimately it led to real sadness and heartbreak and pain and regret um, so university does present you with loads of exciting and unfamiliar new experiences but it's being discerning about that and also having people around you to, to help you stay accountable in that um, Growth is the third point. Um, I don't know whether any of you ever have tried to grow a sunflower. Um, I remember in primary school, the great excitement of kind of going head to head with my two sisters to see who could grow the tallest sunflower that summer. Um, but in doing so, you didn't just plant the seed and kind of abandon it. You had to tend to it, you had to water it. Um, and this, the same applies to our faith. Um, we can't just kind of abandon it and hope for the best. Um, in order to see that really flourish and blossom and continue to grow, you've got to invest in it. Um, so engage in giving it daily attention and nourishment um, in your personal study, in your study with others. Um, continue to, to, to dwell in the light. Again, if you've watched the sunflower, it starts off in the morning in the east and follows the sun throughout the day. Um, and in the same way, we need to follow the Lord and his light and where he's leading. And the final point is service. Um, when you move away from home, you know, you're maybe leaving your church family, the, the areas in which you serve at the minute. Don't forget, wherever God calls you is his mission field. Um, and he's blessed us all with different gifts and talents to serve him. So if you're currently involved in IT, sound, audiovisual stuff, music, children's church, whatever it might be, continue to seek out opportunities to do that wherever you go. That's brilliant. That's brilliant, Rachel. Thank you. And I just, yes, and amen to all that. The those first two points about relationship and accountability. Um, whenever I uh, went to university, I joined a, a Christian union small group, and one of the guys I met there is still my best friend to this day. Like we found real relationship together and real accountability together. So you'll be amazed at the friends that you can meet along the way. Um, and you know what? If you're not heading away from home, if you're staying where you are, if you're in your home church and you're really plugged in there, another thing I would I would just say to that as well is that. Um, it might be a good time to consider graduating from your church's youth program because you know what your church would love to see you as a leader or joining a life group or a home group or any number of things that you can come and get plugged into in different ways in your church they'll love having you in that and it's a good sense to kind of mark the milestone in your own life to to move in from that place of of fed to feeding others that's what discipleship should be about you're discipled and then you disciple others in turn so i really appreciate that rachel that, that's wonderful i have zero time to say mine but let me say it really really quickly um and and then we'll we'll bring our seminar to a close um use this phrase culture shock usually used to describe somebody from a very very different culture entering a new culture and finding that very hard so somebody who moves to malaysia and all of a sudden has to get used to the new things that that culture has to bring i think regardless of what the next stage of life for you looks like though you'll experience some kind of culture shock it'll look different you'll get there and it will be different to school that's the reality of it 
And I just want to say you right now, and I want to name it now so that maybe if this comes up for you, you'll remember me saying it at Summer Madness. Give yourself a break. Cut yourself some slack. I have some colleagues in the room, um, Neville and Leslie and, and Rachel from Chaplaincy. And every year we sort of brace ourselves for November in Chaplaincy because November is the point whenever the newness has kind of worn off and everybody's emotions are just a little bit more tender. You're starting to miss home. You're starting to get deadlines uh, on top of you that are, are starting to feel a wee bit pinchy and you're feeling the stress of that. Your housemates who you loved in your first two weeks are now doing your head in. Um, and that's just that scenario. But regardless of where you find yourselves, there will be wee things that just are different that you don't expect. Cut yourself some slack. Be mindful of it now. I'll name it for you now so that you know if you feel a wee bit stressed as you come into Christmas time, that's normal. There's a, a wonderful verse um, in the Psalms that just reminds us of our own fragility. Psalm 103, the psalmist says, the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. He knows how we are formed and he remembers that we are dust. Let me put that in and I think a, a, a simpler way to understand it. God knows that we are not as strong as we think we are. God knows that we are not as strong as we think we are. We are fragile. We are formed of the dust. There will be times whenever things just feel hard. Cut yourself some slack because your heavenly father does. That The psalm says, a father has compassion on his children. The Lord has compassion on those who fear him. God knows you. God knows that you're not as strong as you think you are. He has compassion on you. Have some compassion on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to those around you. It will be different to school. So give yourselves a break in that. So two wee pieces of advice there. One, just that idea of relationship, accountability, growth and service through getting plugged in with other people. Secondly, cut yourself some slack whenever you realize that it's different to school. That's okay. We'd love to talk more or time is gone and um, I want to let folks in to get the audio stuff sorted for later on. Um, but please don't feel you have to rush off. Rachel and I will be here. If you want to chat more, if you're genuinely burdened about next year and it would be helpful to talk and pray with someone come and chat to us now or come along tomorrow evening we'd really, really love to see you can I really quickly just be closer meeting just pray for you guys a uh, really quick prayer uh, and then I'll let you go into the rest of your day thank you for coming I really appreciate your attention bless you for the rest of the festival um, I hope you'll come back tomorrow um, tomorrow morning we've got Wallace from CUI give us a shout give us a wave Wallace Wallace is kind of doing the second in our college university seminar stream how to talk to your friends about Jesus without being that guy um, the folks from CUI, Wallace and Sarah, are here with us as well. Sarah's at the back waving. Um, if you're heading away, I was chatting to somebody earlier who's hoping to head to Scotland for university. Chat to Wallace and Sarah. They can talk to you a wee bit about getting plugged into the Christian Unions Network around, around the UK. Um, they'll be able to help you get connected uh, in those, those kind of things. Um, but honestly, uh, know that we're here. Know that we're here to help. We'd love to chat to you more as the weekend goes on. But let me pray for you, and then you can head on the rest of the evening. Father, I thank you for every head bowed in this tent this evening. I thank you for their heart. I thank you for their journey. And Father, we give you thanks and praise that you will not let our foot slip. 
you watch over our coming and our going. We have no need to fear the future because, God, you're always working for our good and for your glory. So, Father, we surrender that to you. We ask that you would bring peace where there is any fear or worry or anxiety. We ask that we bring you our, our joys and our excitement about this new stage in our journey. Lead us, guide us for every person here, God. Just give them that sense that you're along with them, that you're walking with them in every step of their way. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, folks. Thanks so much for being here. Really, really appreciate your attention.